let's go. G'day and welcome to episode 34 of Two Red Chairs. I'm your host, Frank, as always, and welcome to the show. We're back to a guest episode after last week's Just Me Affair of uh, Frank's Problems. I am not going to play that music again. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm banning myself from playing that because that was atrocious. Uh, listening to that back, I was like, you idiot. Anyway, here we are. We're here for a new episode. I have a guest. Her name is Danielle Clark. She's a branding designer from the UK. It's not. Is it my first UK? Probably not. Probably not. I think I've had a, a, a Brit on. Yes, I have. It was Connor. That was way, way back in the Two Red Chairs uh, catalogue of episodes, even though it's only episode 34. Anyway, it feels like it's been forever, only because this podcast has been going since 2019 on and off. So I'm chatting with Danielle Clark um, and in, in this episode, as a branding designer, she's had a similar kind of story that I've had of being in a full-time job that she just knew wasn't kind of right for her, wasn't going to be her end of days kind of job. And in the back of her mind, I think it always been, uh, there was always going to be that step that she was going to take of, of doing something for herself. Um, that entrepreneurial bug was, was in her. Um, as for many of us, we, we might feel it that way. I had a similar experience with my own father being a freelancer himself for all his life and still is and runs his life in that same way. So I knew I could do it. I could see what he did. Um, and for Danielle, she's done it in a minute her own way. She's got to a point where she's started her own business during a pandemic, I've got to add. Um, so kudos to anyone that started their business during the last uh, 12 months, including Danielle. And it's interesting that we had this chat because just yesterday as, as we recorded this, um, I put out an evergreen post. You might have seen it on Instagram. Um, and we, we, it was something that I talked about back in 2019, but it was a post that kind of says, when starting out, being a solo business owner is fucking tough. And it really is. And, you know, the slides that go through it, I'm going to read it out here. You can check it out on, on Instagram, but it's, you know, you're second guessing yourself. Um, if you're overthinking it, you're not trusting your process. Um, but what I went on to say here is, you know, when doubt sets in, remember this. You are great at what you do. Remember what brings you most joy. Your work is valuable to others because you can do what others can't. And asking for help is a great business move. You can't do everything on your own and you're not alone in your design life be part of an active design community which is something that both danielle and myself have um, been able to do in our design lives to get to a point of overcoming our mindset battles my god we're not fully past it we're getting there but we're on that journey that i'm sure a lot of you listening to this are going through time and time again or here in, in patches and there in patches and, and and pulling through out the other side all the better for it. I mean, in my, my episode last week, in episode 33, I shared a, a design business failure of mine. That's a learning point for me and hopefully a learning point for you. We overcome these battles that we have to be better people, better designers, better business owners um, for, for others. And, and for ourselves as well. Uh, we've got to be kind to ourselves too. So here's my chat with Danielle Clark all the way from the UK. I'll come back at the end, 
give you a bit of a, a pointing direction of where to find her if you don't know her already. You can find her on Instagram and LinkedIn, but I'll give you those little bits of details at the end or check the show notes. You can do that too. But here is my chat with Danielle Clark. Danielle, welcome to the two red chairs. We're both sitting in the proverbial red chair. Both of us look like we're sitting in grey kind of black chairs though, but shush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. both, we're both sitting yeah. in the same brand. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's the most comfortable chair ever. Oh, they are. That's so good. That's so funny. Um, Danielle, welcome. <laughs> Could you give us your, uh, as every guest does here on Two Red Chairs, a bit of a spiel of yourself, um, who you are, where you're from, what it is you do, and how long you've been doing it for? Okay, awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so my name's Danielle, Danielle Clark, and uh, my brand studio is called Danielle Clark Creative because it's just me at the moment and yeah basically I do branding for businesses um I ultimately help businesses build better brands um and I've been yeah I've been doing this um since since last year really uh, solo um I'm based in the UK I'm originally from Birmingham and any Brummies listening will um, hear my distinctive Brummie accent. You're <laughs> but from I Birmingham, current- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Even I know that joke. Um, I currently, I currently, currently reside in um, Derbyshire. In um, I, I actually live in um, what is known as the, the National Forest. So it's oh, very nice, nice and green and lovely around here. Um, very good. So yeah, that's that's a bit about me and who I am and what I do. Yeah, um, very idyllic lifestyle then if you're living right in the uh, in the foresty, woodsy kind of area. Yeah, it's um, been, I mean, during lockdown when we were seeing videos of people really struggling to get out and about and not come face to face with people, we did not have that problem. Yeah, it was what's changed. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we were doing our daily walks and sometimes seeing no one. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very lucky. We're, we live in a beautiful part of the world. So yeah, blessed. That's good to hear, good to hear. Alrighty, Danielle, we're here to talk about your, your inception story here of your business. I hazard a guess it's going to be something similar to my own story, which I'm very yeah. uh, fascinated by people that do have that same kind of journey that I've I've gone through. Um, so let's take it back here. You were in a full-time job and what itch needed to be scratched here? Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose we need to go back a little while. Um, I won't, yeah, I won't say exactly where I was working, but I was working at um, at um, a small um, design agency. And um, I'll be honest, I just felt like I'd, I'd hit a ceiling there. Um, I knew I was very capable. I knew I was good at what I did. Um, I, I've, I'm the sort of person that always asks for feedback and wants to implement that and really prove that that I can do it um and I wanted more I wanted more opportunity um I wanted to be involved more I wanted to make decisions and really really have that kind of strategic thinking around around what I was doing and being part being part of a whole process not just okay here's a brief here's what we've discussed now you you know you you do your thing 
Um, and it was from then really that I first kind of realised that I wasn't going to get what I really wanted there. So uh, I made the leap. Um, it was a bit of a knee jerk uh, leap because it was into a role that I knew deep down wasn't right for me. But I just had to get I had to I had to go. I had to leave. Um, and that role didn't didn't go to plan <laughs> at all. Um, I ended up um, basically being, yeah, being made redundant from that role. Oh. Um, it just, it wasn't the right fit. Yeah. Um, the culture, the company culture wasn't right. Um, it was just, uh, it just wasn't wasn't the right company for me. Well, I hope the, you got a payout then if you got made redundant. <laughs> well, it was, it was kind of, it happened... You know, I wasn't there for a, for a long time. I think over here, I don't know how what it's like over there, but over here you have to be with a company for at least a year before oh, you okay. get, you know. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, but um, again, you know, a real, that was really tough because I didn't, I knew deep down something wasn't right, but I didn't, I didn't really listen to my gut. I was kind of just like coasting. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I moved. I moved on from there very quickly and went into freelancing, and then got another permanent role. But you know, all through, all through that time, I knew deep down that I wasn't really doing what what my heart truly desired. I just wanted to wanted to make money and pay the bills, and thought that eventually the right role would come along and that I'd feel fulfilled. Sure. Um, it wasn't until I got a contract role um, at um, a company, um, which is a, a big retailer. They're called, they're called Next. I don't know if you know them. Um, they sell clothes. British company, okay. been going for a very long time. Okay. And I got a contract role being a, a designer for them uh, for nice. maternity cover. Um, and... It was whilst working there and hearing the story of Next and how it started from basically one person that had a vision that decided to 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 fill this gap in the market um, and sell women's clothes that were a little bit more high end but still affordable. And like this company is a you know a multi multi million company, uh, you know they employ hundreds of people, very successful, and been going for over thirty years. And I just kind of went. I started looking at lots of different companies and and where they've started and how how they got there. And they've all started from one person with an idea and a belief and a, and a vision and. And I just kind of, something just changed in me and, and being at home during lockdown, having my office space, knowing that I can, as much as I love people and I love being around people and I love a bit of office banter, <laughs> I can work on my own um, and I'm disciplined enough to get it done and not hang around watching Homes Under the Hammer all morning um, in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had that, you know, that discipline to do it. Um, there were times where I could have got away with, with not working because my boss isn't there, my colleagues aren't there, but I, did, I didn't. I got, you know, I got it done. And, yeah, yeah. and I just went, you know what, I can do this. This is what I want to do. 
Um, and rather than going and finding another job after that contract role, that's when I went, you know what, I'm going to turn this occasional side hustle into, no, I'm going all in, I'm going to work for myself and start my own business. Nice. So, so when, when yeah. what, was that, what was that kind of feeling that you had at that stage of going, okay, this, this, is, this is going to be legit? Yeah. Is it what the hell do I do now kind of thing? Or is it just like, <laughs> I know what I kind of need to do here? Um, it, it was a bit of a mix. It was, uh, I'm, what, what I did do, the first thing I did actually was I figured out how much I actually needed to live on because that's what it always boils back down yeah, to money. Yeah. And so when I did that, I realised it was actually a lot less than I thought it was. Nice. Um, I think sometimes we have this perception that we need low, like loads of money to to you know survive. And once I actually did the maths, I was like, you know what? If that's what I need, if that's the bare minimum, I I can totally do that. And so that was kind of the you know me being a bit rational and 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 pragmatic about it. Um, I already had all my stuff, all my, you know, all my kit, so mm -hmm, that wasn't mm -hmm. really going to change. Yep. I had the space. Um, and I already had <clears throat> a couple of clients oh, nice. through, yeah, cool. you know, having doing stuff on the side, um, yep. you know, sort of half, half scratching my itch while I was yeah. working, you know, good, being good. employed and, 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 and having contract work. So I think... Yeah, it was just a kind of, okay, this is what I need. This is what, what I've got saved. That's the other thing I did. I didn't go in totally, you know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do this without any savings. I had six months saved. So once I had that safety net, I was like, okay, it's, it's time to give this a go. Um, yeah. Spoke to with a few six, people. Months, I gotta say, with six months savings, like that's a pretty good start to <laughs> yeah. go off. Yeah, it is because I I thought if I'm gonna having again, you know, spoken to other people, looked at how other people's businesses tend to go, you know, more often than not, it's a slow start, and yeah, that's the thing that makes people knee jerk and go and find a job because they're they need to pay the lecky bill, right? So yeah, I didn't want that to be the reason to stop me going for going for what I I really wanted deep down for quite a long time. I just wasn't wasn't brave enough to do it because it is scary. Um, and I yeah. think society, the way society is, you know, the way the way we've been brought up, you know, you go to school, you learn, you know, you're at school for, for like forever from four till 16 every you know every weekday is your life and it's like go to school get a good education get a job and that is kind of what we're told all our lives really you yeah, know yeah and so breaking that and going actually I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and be employed by someone I'm gonna employ myself um there's not actually a lot of people that do that as or not a lot people, of people that tell or encourage you to do it. Yeah, no. And that was interesting. Um, people being like, oh, 
you know, are you, are you sure? Some people were and, and getting that mm. kind of, um, um, not backlash, but people not being as confident because it's something that they'd never ever dream of doing, mm. not having that paycheck come in at, at the end of the month. But um, I think a lot of it just starts with mindset. And that was something that I've I've really had to focus on changing significantly is my mindset because that's what it all starts with. Um, I'm not quite, you know, at Gary, I'm not at qu- quite at Gary V yet. He's like, who on is though? <laughs> <laughs> no one's at that level. Gosh, we got to take. Guy. We, we got to give ourselves some credit here because that, that he's a next level human. Don't worry. Yeah, he's. But you know, I've I've been listening. I have been listening to him, and I'm. You know, I've got Audible. I'm listening to a lot of. Um, there's a guy called Jim. I always pronounce his name wrong. Jin Roan, I think Jim he, Roan, he's yep. called. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I've been listening to him and. Um, you know, lots of books around mindset and 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 building the business and having that, um, yeah, yeah, that entrepreneurial mindset that you, you know, where, where I don't want to say normal people. That sounds wrong. When the majority of people would freak out at, at these risks that you take in, you kind of um, go back to your mindset and. You know, thinking about thinking about what you want in terms of your values and yeah. and and also for me it was okay if I don't do this now and I go for a permanent job, how am I going to feel in a year or in five years or in ten years? Am I going to look back and go, oh, I really wish I'd have tried to run my own business? You know, I could have been <laughs> yeah, that regret. Yeah, I don't want to feel like that. And that keeps me going. Um, so, yeah. I think there's something as well to say with, when you're in a kind of job, you, you're thinking probably about it as an end game rather than a forever kind of game. Yeah. Having said that though, like my my father-in-law, he he just retired and it was he stayed in the one job all his life for just mm. over forty years. And I was like, wow. man, that's some commitment. But that's of an yeah. older school kind of nature. In these yeah. days. There's statistics that kind of say in your 20s, you change jobs between five to 10 different, you know, roles mm. over those first kind of 10 years in the workforce. And I'm just like, I don't think I got up to that. I don't think I was probably, maybe, oh, actually, no, it probably would have been five. Um, but <laughs> I, I stayed in the last role I was in before I started my business was seven years kind of to the day. And like that was a long stint, but it, I never saw that as something like, I'm going to be here for, I'm going to, I, I'm, I'd be happy to stay here kind of thing for the rest yeah. of the like, No, never. There was always something in me that was like, I want to do this at some stage and do my own thing. Mm. And I wonder if that's something that you've had in your mind or when that, that seed kind of planted itself in your mind that you wanted to do something like this. I think, I think if I'm being honest, I've kind of always, always had it. Because even like I remember, <laughs> I remember being at primary school, and we, for whatever reason, we needed to make some money for something. Um, and more often than not, the school would send letters, you know, send letters home, and it was something to do with them needing money for something, one way or <laughs> you know. 
And um, I came up with the idea of doing um, a school magazine. Convinced, got a couple of my friends in. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking primary school, so I must have been, I was probably about eight, eight or nine. And yeah, got a couple of my mates involved, convinced the teachers to let us use a photocopier. Um, as long as we did it in black and white, it was fine because it was cheaper. And yeah, no, basically, no, how dare you use colour to sell something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we 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 did a magazine. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I designed the front cover, of course, and it was literally just hand drawn. Um, we had like we did like a colouring page where someone drew like a superhero, and we like did our own word searches and. We did, I remember we had a page of jokes in there (laughs) and all these things. And then we photocopied it all, stapled it and then went in the playground um, and sold it to the parents for like 20p or something. Yeah, to to try and make money for for the school, for whatever it was. And so, you know, if I really think back, actually... (laughs) I think it's always been I think it's always been there. Um yeah, nice. So tell me but, uh, as well, you mentioned that gut feeling that you had in that job that just wasn't the right fit here. Mm-hmm. The gut has that kind of not it sounded like you weren't really trusting your gut at the time and you were just rolling with the punches kind of thing. Yeah. Until the day it was just like this is this is kind of enough and then someone made the decision for you in the end. Mm-hmm. Has that that has that gut kind of change for the better is it re-metabolized in a way that has come good it's i do nothing but follow my gut now and it's really hard to explain for people that because not everybody has that um everybody like makes decisions differently and for me i'm i'm quite an emotional person and um i I do, I do listen to my body and I pay attention to how things make me feel. And this is something that my, um, I'll start working with a business coach now. And he's, um, he did this exercise with me. Um, it's called Mind Sona and it's to do with, with your thinking style. And I am very much a, the way I feel has a drastic impact on what I do and what decisions I make. So I do listen to my gut a lot more now. Um, it's it's led me to where I am ultimately. Um, when I was when I was working for um, Next, you know, in my contract role, which was uh, the beginning of last year, basically, um, I had I had a few interviews and I actually got offered a, a permanent job as a senior designer at um, a quite large in, uh, university over here. Um, you know, the salary was good, you know, it wasn't going to be particularly far. And on paper, probably sh- should have took it, but my gut was saying to me, no, this isn't what you really want to do, is it? Really, be honest. And it wasn't, and I turned it down, and that took 
it took a lot of soul searching, a lot of really being like honest with myself. Um, and again, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I did because it 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 was the right thing to do. So yeah, I I listen to my gut all the time now, um, not just when I'm hungry. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does that translate as well into the actual the work that you do in in the branding space? Like either choosing clients. Uh, well, not choosing clients, but let's say a client does approach you and, and it might not be a good fit if you if you feel like it's not something that you could help them with if you've ever had that experience or in doing the work and wondering in your own mind because it is just you and you don't have someone to kind of bounce off the wall an idea mm. like you would in a, an office kind of scenario. Has that gut kind of led you in the right path of going, okay, I'm stuck here, but I know what the answer is, just it looks good or it sounds good or it strategically is good put it forward and 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 trust that it is good yeah is that playing out as well yeah definitely totally because like you say you don't have um you don't have those people around you to to bounce off and to to get um reinsurance reassurance from and, and that second opinion um you know, I, I get imposter syndrome. Um, I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away. I've, and I've, I've come to terms with that because I've realised that no matter what stage I'm at, there's always going to be someone that I look at and think, oh, they're, they're just a bit better than me. And that's, you know, but that's okay because... And so is that imposter syndrome to you? Is, is you, you comparing yourself to others, having that comparison kind yeah, of thing? Def- yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think I think there's two sides to that. I think it's good because it means that I'm remaining humble and that I actually... Um, can I swear on here? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I actually give a shit about what I do because I think... I think when you when you feel like all your ideas are amazing or all your work's incredible and that there's no improvement to be made, it's because because of ego and because you you think you know you think you, you the dog's bollocks and I don't ever want to get to that stage. I don't want to be that kind of designer. Um, yeah. So I yeah. think it's a good thing, but for me it can be a hindrance because I am. I am a bit of a thinker. I do overthink things, um, but I think w- what I tend to do is is leave it, leave it, and and come back to it. And you know, if I've had if I've had a call, you know, going back to your sort of first question, you know, where I'm, I'm kind of having having a you know an initial call with a client, and you know, you you get a feel, you get a feel for them. And I'm the more I'm doing it, the more I'm getting a feel for who my who I have synergies with and who I'm going to work well with and again it's a case of just um letting it settle sometimes and and following following my gut and paying attention to to how I feel um but you know there's been the odd time where I've, I've worked on a logo or something and I've looked at it and I've come away and I've come back and I'm still not 100% sure. And I normally just WhatsApp one of my friends. Um, I've got, again, this is something that my business coach has reiterated. I've kind of got three people that I go to for 
advice and opinions on stuff when I really, really am stuck. Same. Same. I am so there with you. I have the exact same thing. There's about two or three people that I always go back to and go, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and and we do it back and forth. Like it's a mutual thing. So mm. it's it's good to have someone in your corner that you can bounce that idea of just oh, so you don't totally. feel kind of lonely. Yeah, because it can feel lonely, um, especially during, you know, during lockdown and this, this pandemic. You know, there's a kind of, you know, thank God for Zoom. Otherwise, who would I have spoken to all day? Like no one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, that's what I, I keep saying to a lot of people, including clients. It's like, should we just quit this, like, whatever we're doing here and just go buy some stock in Zoom? Like, Yeah, gosh. Yeah. If only. It's a bit yeah. late now. Well, it's a never too late. late, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have, like, a set sort of group of people um, that I, you know, get advice from, but um, I'm learning more and more to trust, to trust my own decisions um and just to back myself and believe in myself that's awesome yeah there's there's that kind of um i guess it comes to the head there a lot of the time when you start your business you get all excited about it you get all your kind of as much of your systems kind of in place which are never really fully in place until (laughs) years later and then you go geez what was i doing when i started up what a hodgepodge um but then you kind of get settled a bit and you get past that honeymoon stage and you've got a few clients and then it gets to the point where you're just like, you, you kind of look around, like waiting for someone to kind of like cheer you on type of thing. And it's just the bandstand is just not there clapping. And you're like, well, what do I, what do, I do here now? And it's just this kind of the weight on your shoulders is there and it's your own head basically just milling and milling and milling and milling and yeah there's a reason why there are business coaches mindset coaches now you know obviously therapists and things like that to work through these kinds of things and everyone's you know starting a podcast on mindset and all the rest of it and it's just free therapy for themselves but um in in this kind of context of especially creatives because the way that we feel the way that we think getting in our own way influences that creativity immensely, I think, um, and what that output can potentially be. Like, uh, look, I'll, I'll know that if I go away for a couple of weeks, switch off entirely, I'll come back and I'll just have a bajillion ideas. Yeah. Whereas if you're just kind of milling around these same thoughts, looking at the same stuff and going, what now? Like, what do mm. I do here? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's so friggin' hard. And I can appreciate that it's it's not always going to happen, but when it does, it's always something that it's just not you going through it alone. There are, there are, there are thousands of others like you that are yeah. doing this. And this is why, like, I enjoy these kind of conversations, even though it's getting to the root of our problems here. It's It's understanding that, if someone else is going through this, then if you're listening to this right now on this podcast, that it, it's not just you. We're, Danielle and, and, and me, Frank, are going through these problems. We have our own issues. We're not perfect. Yeah. Um, and we're still trying to work all this kind of shit out, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that, and that's the thing, I think, when you, especially with social media. Oh, yeah. It, it can... It can, you know, social media can be great, but it can also be 
a really terrible place if you're not feeling confident and you're not believing in yourself because you see all these, you know, all these people that, you know, have a lot of followers and they seem to be absolutely killing it and you're looking at their design work and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And it can end up just making you feel really shit and read and making you think that actually this isn't for me. This they're way better than me. Who the hell do I think I am coming into this space and trying mm. trying yeah. to be a brand designer? But like everybody there's always there's always space for everyone and everybody has a completely different journey and is at a completely different stage to you and until you're actually in their sh- in their shoes living their life you will never ever know how things are actually going like ever it, yeah. what you what you're seeing is literally just on the surface and um you know one thing i do is i measure myself by my own standards mm. um there's always going to be someone that's, you know, whether they're at university level, you know, and, and they're not, not where I'm at and, you know, them trying to compare themselves to me. It's like, well, what is the point? There's no point in doing that. You know, I've, I've, gr- I've been graduated 10 years. The amount of stuff that I've learned compared to where you are is immense. There's, there's no way that you can, it's not a fair comparison. It's yeah, not apples and apples, and yeah. and the same goes for people that you know are, have been have been freelancing and building their own business for for ten years. I'm just not at that stage, and that's okay. Um, yeah, it, it it when I realised that this particular point that I'm sure we're definitely not the only ones, but when I realised this, and I was looking at all the other designers like me especially ones that really looked like me in very similar kind of circumstances um i muted them Mm. or i unfollowed them and and just thought this is going to be psychologically better for me in the long run if this happens right now such Um, a good thing to do yeah and by all means i can always reconnect with the person hopefully it won't it won't be taken offensively um some have Come back to me and going, hey man, is there something I said? I was like, <laughs> just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just leave it. I'll come back to you. Mm. Um, and I got to say, now if I flick through social media, it's not flicking through a whole heap of designers. It's, yeah. it's flicking through other random shit on reels um, <laughs> or focusing on my own stuff. Like I make more than I do consume now. Um, and it it's hard work, but it's better for me mentally to flex that muscle rather than to flex the other part of the brain that's just like, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you should this. what the hell are you doing? Who the hell do you think you are? You're not Marty Newmeyer. Get the hell yeah. out of here, man. Um, all, all these kind of stupid thoughts in your head. That yeah, speaking just, of Martin, but yeah. not that people, if this is a podcast, people can't see this. I'm holding up the Brand Gap book, which yep, I'm... Yep yet to read but i've heard heard very very good things um it's good it's it's very good it's very good foundationally i mean you'll you'll probably know everything about what's in the book (laughs) just from everything you see online and and what it is you do which is a good sign um 
but yeah, I'm interested just quickly before we kind of wrap up here in terms mm-hmm. of branding, like for you in moving into this space and, and doing it as a, a solopreneur, I guess we define it because it's yeah. how I sort of see myself in a way. Um, branding for you of working with with these businesses, because I know you touched on it that you didn't have the, I guess, the skin in the game to really make some change and and and, and get your hands kind of dirty from the ground up. Has branding been that, been that, been that unlock for you? Been that like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory moment for you of just going, oh my god, that's this is exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because when. It's kind of made me realise the real reason I love what I, I do so much and it's because I get to really get to know someone and understand their business and usually more often than not, they're doing what they're doing because they're looking they're looking to change something and have, have a positive impact on on people's lives ultimately you know I've I work with a lot of people that are in um the sort of health and wellness and fitness sector though those are the sorts of people that I've started working with really more um and they're running their businesses to you know help people get fit or help people focus on nutrition or um you know be it be it charities that, that focused on improving mental health and things like that and these are things that I really I really care about like truly care about so me being able to work with people that want to do that and helping them to reach more people by helping them craft their brand for me that is just honestly it's that is me getting my hands dirty, getting stuck in, and really working. You know, becoming becoming a a partner for this person to really help to improve her brand, so that we we can make positive change and and have an impact. There's no way I'd have been able to do that at, at any of the the other places I I, I worked, and um, it's it's so rewarding, um, and I truly mean that. Yeah, it's a pretty unique kind of experience of, of either working with someone from the inception of their own idea of what they're looking to do or mm. or someone that just isn't so clear on what it is they're doing. They've got a great idea or they've got an interesting product or whatever it might be. Something to give to the table and you just want to amplify that. You know yeah. you can amplify it and you just come in if as long as they trust you, obviously. And, yeah. and when they do trust you, that's a great feeling yeah, because you it feel is. like you have the reins and you can just go, Okay, let me take this kind of burden off your shoulder here and, and let's make yeah. some, you know, magic. Let me help you with that. Give it to me, give it to me, I'll I'll, I'll sort it. Yeah. I've got yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's helped tremendously and um I um one thing that, you know, just, just before we, we we sort of wrap up, one thing that I've started doing which has really, really helped to me, you know, we touched on mindset, is um practicing gratitude every morning and every every night um and when I write in there you know what what's happened today what good things have happened or you know what would make today great and a lot of the time a lot of the things I'm writing is it's being able to help someone or um you know really being being um 
being someone that people can turn to when they're unsure about what they should do with their brand and really really just helping people really um I, I find yeah I'm really grateful that I'm in a position where I where I can do that um I used to think design wasn't you know that important branding wasn't that important it didn't really help people I wasn't a doctor so you know was it significant but it but it is it really is and now I'm working for myself um I've seen that and yeah it's pretty awesome that's fantastic to hear yeah it's always a nice kind of moment when someone comes back to you I think I think they're the kind of moments where you do feel entirely grateful of just someone saying you know thank you like this yeah. was this was great like I really appreciate it I might not have valued it valued it to begin with yeah but you've really you know proved me wrong or or this has really been worth the effort and the time mm. the money and all that kind of stuff that comes yeah. with it um that's fantastic you you've sparked actually an idea of my head when you said that you do a gratitude exercise every morning and, and evening it's something I, I think i'd like to do it whether or not i commit to it is a whole other different yeah well fish. you know what um i started it i started it some months ago and i really mm-hmm. struggled to commit um but through through having conversations with friends and family i got bought um a gratitude gratitude journal for christmas um and it just helps to really simplify it um because it's got it's all broken down and it it takes literally five minutes and i keep it on my bedside table with a pen um don't get me wrong i miss some i still miss some days but it's fine (laughs) like you just tomorrow tomorrow's another day to get back on it right so well, this is this was the idea that if I ever made this, it it's the gratitude dartboard, and it might sound a bit <laughs> ridiculous, but like it's one of those things that each day, if if you kind of find the idea that you're writing down very similar kind of things, and like my word for kind of this year is I've got it on it. I'm looking right at it. So post-it note on my computer here. It's in, intentional. And if I wanted yeah. to be intentional about something of choosing a word at random and going, okay, today is going to be this kind of day. Yeah. How can I make? How can I live out that purposefully um, and intentionally? Let's throw something at the dartboard and <laughs> see what sticks, and let's run with that for today. Awesome. That be my thing. You should totally do that. Don't steal my ideas, anyone listening to this, please. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. Good day, Frank. Design PTYLTD, uh, 2021. Um, one day, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but just that kind of idea just really tickles my funny bone in a way that yeah uh, probably shouldn't but um yeah that's fantastic I, yeah. I, I, that's fantastic that as well that it, it does prove for you that um what it is you're doing is something that you do enjoy that you do get um, a rewarding feeling out of it but it was oh, also gosh, that, you, it. that you are humble enough to realize what you have got um so that if you do have those crap days you're like mm. God damn it, Danielle! Pick yourself up off the floor. <laughs> You've got something to be grateful for here. You've got a you know amazing landscape around you. I'll add yeah. that in again, and you're doing something to help others, and you do it at the same respect. It's a two way street. You help someone, it helps you in return. I think that's that's what we're all. I think that's what the the beauty of creativity is. You can do everything that excites you, but it can also excite someone else at the same time, which I don't think a lot of people have the opportunity to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It, yeah, it's um, I am, I am very lucky. Um, you know, I, I get excited about working. 
and not a lot of people I know do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'd like, yeah, I just want more people to be excited about what they're doing. Going to be doing yeah. it for a while, so yes, do what you love. Do what you love, man. That's it. Alrighty, platitudes aside. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show here, Danielle. It was a pleasure having you and you sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's been great. Really enjoyed it. And I will send you a link to this gratitude journal because I think I think it'll be right up your street. Nice. What we might do as well, if you're interested in this, if you're listening here, I'll put it in the show notes so you can find that link there. Yeah, if awesome. You're on, on Apple or Spotify, or whatever, you'll see it in the show notes there and you can click on that link and find Danielle's... Uh, not her own one. We don't, no. we don't want to read no. what Danielle's No, no, for. not mine. Um, the same one as, as Danielle's bought. Yeah, so, um, awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, it's just me, Frank here. Danielle's left the building. It's just me. I'm a lonesome. Actually, no, you're still here. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, it was a really interesting chat with Danielle. Always hearing these perspectives of what people have gone through you know, it might not be the having the interviews of, of you know, Chris Doe or Blair Enns, Marty Neumeyer, all these interesting kind of people that have been there, done that and everything. These are these kind of conversations that need to be had where we're realizing that there's someone else going through these sort of things as we are ourselves. We've heard all the stories of, oh, we've 30 years of experience and everything. I hope you're getting something out of these kinds of chats that it's people like you in those trenches figuring their shit out, overcoming their battles, giving a bit of a helping hand in return for sharing their story that you might walk away with something valuable out of this listening experience. So if you'd like to find Danielle on Instagram, you can find her at Danielle Clark Creative, all one kind of word no underscores nothing like that um, you'll find her handle there in the show notes or in the instagram description of the post that i put up even on linkedin as well i share it on there if you know me from linkedin rather than on instagram and speaking of linkedin you can also find her on linkedin too uh, if you search danielle clark you'll find her she's got a beautiful purple background black and white image of herself and uh you should be able to find her there but Again, there's links in the description to best find her that way. Until the next episode, I will see you then. If you'd like to be on the show, please get in touch with me and you want to share your design life story or give some kind of golden nugget away for free in a space that is safe, is easy to talk to me, to the, to the audience, to you listening. Um, come on a chat. We'll have a chat about what it is that you do, how you do it differently in your own unique way, what you might have overcome in terms of a challenge that others can learn from your either mistakes or successes, let's say, um, so we can all be better people, designers, business owners in our design lives. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, a testimonial, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.